In 2014, we discussed the Adams Family, Albert Einstein, the Akinator, alien attacks on the Taliban, alien big cats, the amazing Spider-Man 2, Amelia Earhart, American Horror Story, American Werewolf in Paris, ancient Chinese shaman weed, ancient Egypt, Andy Warhol, the angry video game nerd movie, Animal Planet's new zombie show, Animorphs, Annabelle, Antique Weaponry, Appealing Sense, April Fool's Pranks, Area 51, Aretha Franklin, Arkham Knight, Assault on Arkham, Avenged Sevenfold, Avengers 3, Baphomet, Batboy, Batgirl, Batkid, The Beatles' Relationship with Hippies, Beats by Dre, Beer, Beyblades, Betty Boop, Big Bang Theory, Bigfoot, Link 182, Bloom vs. Bieber, Blow, Bobby's World, The Boondocks Season 4, Boy Bands, California Girls, Carnies, CBGB and OMFUG, Celine Dion, Cheerleaders, Chess, Chess Club, Christmas Morning, Chrono Trigger, El Chupacabra. Clash of the Titans, Clerks, Clown Crime, Coca-Cola, Commercial Flights to Outer Space, Commissioner Gordon, a comparison between The Walking Dead TV show and comic book, Connor O'Burst, Console Wars 2014, Cracked Monster Party, Criminal Rehabilitation, The Crossguard Lightsaber, Damian Wayne, Dark Elves, David Bowie, DC Animated Shows, The Death Penalty, The Devil's Rejects, Dick Kiss, the difference between robot aliens and alien robots, Diprosopus, Disney's upcoming Rescue Rangers movie, The Dirties, Dog Shows, Donald Trump's Haunted Mansion, Donnie Darko, Drake, Dragnet, Dragon Eggs, Drizzt Doerden, Doctor Who, Dubstep Rave Parties, Dumb and Dumber 2, E3 Announcements, The Early 2000s Music Scene, Earthquake Lights, Ed Wood, Eminem, Energy Drinks, The Evil Reptilian Overlords, The Expendables, The Fappening, Fear, The First Beanie Babies, The Flash, Flashpoint Paradox, Found Footage Films, Four Letter Words, Friday the 13th on NES, From Dusk Till Dawn, Frosty the Snowman, Full House, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, Garth Ellis, Gateway Drugs, Gay Porn, George R.R. R. Martin, Ghostbusters 3, Giant Ancient Viruses, Gilbert Gottfried, Girl Meets World, Glow in the Dark Animals, Goblins, Golden Dog Poo, Goodfellas, Gotham City, Goth Phases, The Graveyard Book, Gremlins and Mogwai, Guardians of the Galaxy, Gucci Mane, Guy Fox, Halloween Costumes, Harbinger Down, Harley and Ivy, Harold and Maud, Harold Ramis, Harrison Ford's Injury on the Star Wars 7 set, Haunted Microwaves, Hello Kitty, Heroin Bob, High School Adventures, Hindu Deities and Avatars, Hobby Lobby, Hockey Fights, Hollywood Sequels, Hologram Leslie Nielsen, Homer J. Simpson, Homicidal Dogs, A Horror Icon Showdown, How Pollution Saved the Earth, How to Get Properly Brainwashed, Hugh Grant Movies, Hybrid Dinosaurs, The Ice Bucket Challenge, Infrasound, Instagram. Instagram, Interfaith Buddhism, The iPhone 6, Iranian Hipsters, Iron Maiden, Isaac Hayes, Jack the Ripper, Japanese Love Doll Pop Stars, Jay Leno, Jenny McCarthy, The Jesus Lizard, Jesus Toast, Joan Rivers, John Cusack, John Rambo, John Wayne, Jughead, Justin Carmichael, Kanye West, Casper Hauser, Kevin Drew's Darlings, The KGB, The Kids in the Hall, King Kong, Kink.com's Haunted Armory, The Lake Champlain Monster, Lando Calrissian, The Last of Us, The Lego Movie, Lindsay Lohan, The Loch Ness Monster, Long Walks on the Beach, The Lord of the Rings, Luke and Anakin Skywalker, Magic Mike, Double XL, Mario Kart 8, Married with Children, Marvel Studios, Phase 3, MC Chris Forever, MC Hammer, The Men in Black, Michael Bay, Michael Crichton, Middle Names, The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, The Monster Squad, Mortal Kombat, Movie Set in Syracuse, New York, Movie Theater Gimmicks, Munchkin, My Chemical Romance, Mist, Naked Natalie Portman, The NBA, A New Muppet, The New Ninja Turtles, The New Pixar Movie, The New Super Smash Brothers Game, The Next Harold and Kumar Movie, 90s Cartoons, 
Nintendo, old Star Wars versus new Star Wars, O.J. Simpson, The Olympics, The Onion, Orson Welles, Paranormal Activity in Essex County, Pauly Shore, Peanuts, Pearl Jam, Peter Pan, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Philly Jesus, Phineas and Ferb, Physics, Pinky and the Brain, Pizza, Playboy Magazine, Pocket Dialing, Podcasting, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, Police Dogs, Pornography, The Powerpuff Girls, The Predator, The Problems with Jurassic Park, Rambo 5, Rampage, Randy Savage, A Real Life Professional Dragon Slayer, The Real World, Renaissance Festivals, The Republican Video Game, The Return of Limp Bizkit, The Return of NBC's Heroes, Ryder Strong, Ridley Scott's Exodus, R. Kelly, R.L. Stein, Robin Williams, The Rolling Stones, Romantic Cruises, RPGs, Screamo Music, The Season Premiere of Community, The Secret Life of Adolf Hitler, The Simpsons Family Guy Crossover, The Sixth Resident Evil Movie, Skynet, Slash Fan fiction, Slender Man, Slightly Haunted Houses, Smallville, Snake Handlers, South Park Elementary, Sperm Whales, Spider Woman, The Stick of Truth, Storm Troopers, Strange Phobias, Strangers with Candy, The Suicide Squad, The Summer Constellations, The Super Bowl, Super Fans, Surge, Taylor Swift, Teen Titans, Telltale Games, Tiny Toon Adventures, TMNT Toys, Tom Hanks, Tom Savini, The Top 20 Songs of 1989, Treehouse of Horror, XXV, Tusk, The Twelve Labors of Hercules, Twitch Plays Pokemon, The Two New live-action Jungle Book reboots, The Ultimate Warrior, Ultron, The Universal Monsters, Unlimited Bandwidth, Unreleased Michael Jackson tracks, The Upcoming Justice League movie, Yuri Geller, Vamping, Velociraptor Whisperers, VHS Rentals, Voltron, The Walking Dead video game, Wedge Antilles, We Don't Even Live Here, Werewolves and Vampires, Whitest Kids You Know, Will Smith's Kids, The Winter Constellations, Wiz Khalifa, The Wolf of Wall Street, World Wars, Wreck-It Ralph, Wrestling Actors, The Wu-Tang Clan, The WWF Attitude Era, Xenomorph Toys, X-Men Days of Future Past, Yoga Hosers, Young Jeezy, Zack Snyder, and Zilla. That was pretty good, but I still think we could do better. Probably not to like 2016 or something, though. Well, keep listening to see what we talk about in 2015. Still listening to Fairpoint. I'm Craig Lewis. And I'm Nathan Kay. And we've already done five minutes of the podcast before we even started. Oh, that's nothing. You should listen to a few of the episodes we've done in the last month or so. Fucking ten minute intros before the theme and shit. I hope new listeners have patience. Um, Craig, could you do me a favor? Could you tell me? Well, maybe. What is it? Could you tell me what you thought about when you were gone and so alone the worst is over (laughs) you can have the best of me i heard that song today and i was like holy shit i forgot about this song i used to listen uh, to this song all the time is that the starting line the starting line yes 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 boy that was that sure was 2005 (laughs) was it 2005 maybe three no 2003 or 2004. Sounds more right. Tops, yeah. Oh, wow. I was so far off. I was like, (laughs) 
Way off. Well, I graduated in 2003, so there's a big difference between like 2003, 2004, and 2005. That's like the difference between freshman year of college and junior year of college for me. So I guess that's a whole different world. Okay, so you were still in college, like yeah, yeah. But well, it's only one year ahead of me. But yeah, just the fact that I had just graduated high school makes that a big benchmark. So two years away is kind of a you know yeah. <laughs> Sure. I was digging it, though, man. I was digging it. It was a good song. Like, uh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, dude. so this is the whole... Oh, okay. So you actually wanted to talk about this song. No, I was just... Oh. I was just... <laughs> just fucking with you. No, we're going to talk about The Way Out Wacky Races. This is our uh, first month of our Listener Appreciation Month. First request we got... We actually got this request before uh, we did, decided to do... Yeah. The fan request. Well, it's not the first request Certainly that we've not. ever got, but the, it was the first one that we got right before we decided to do Listener Appreciation Month. We promised the dude. It was actually a few months ago, and we were like, look, we're booked for the rest of the time. We're going to we do that you. for the first episode of the new year. And then we were like, you know what? Let's do a whole month. So and then he's like, oh, great. I don't it. feel as special anymore. Shit, dude. We're getting a lot of good suggestions. We might even have to extend January. Like, I might have to call Obama up and be like, or <laughs> we're going to need you to extend January. Or so what like, is okay, most I, likely, I, uh, we I can do that. probably either just go into February or put that in our little bank and save them up with all the other ones. So, so we're just going to end up doing like always take the easy way fan out, request Craig. two months. Where's your spine, man? You always got to take the easy way out. I'm a jellyfish. <laughs> I don't need no stinking spine. I assume jellyfish talk like that. I don't know why. <laughs> So, um, very, very tragic news broke this week. Way to bring us down, man. It's good timing on our part, not on hers. Uh, Never. That we're doing an animation episode because this is something we absolutely had to talk about. But um, Christine Cavanaugh, the voice of every fucking cartoon character ever. Well, not everyone ever, but... Okay, from 1980-something to 19... 2001. To 2001, right? Or was it 2005? Dude, when did she, she was retire? the voice of Birdie from McDonald Land. Um, Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, yeah, that, that too. Chucky, Chucky Finster. Finster. Babe? Uh, Babe the Pig? Yeah, that was one of the few live-action movies that she did. <laughs> she was still just voice acting. Still but. just voice acting, but she was in a live-action movie. Gosselin... Mallard, all of you Darkwing nuts. Darkwing Duck's niece, right? Was yeah. it, was she his niece? Niece. Okay. Adopted daughter. Okay. I think it turned into adopted daughter, but it was his niece originally. Oblina. Oblina from, uh, from Our Real Monsters. Monsters. I fucking loved Our Real Monsters. I loved all this shit growing up. I didn't love Babe. I enjoyed it. But, uh, I wasn't I, a Babe fan. If, even if you don't know her name, you've heard her voice because I guarantee you, oh, watch a cartoon. Uh, she's, she's on like every fucking cartoon and it's... It's really tragic. The animation world is never going to be the same again. Well, I guess it hasn't been the same again since 2005 or whenever she retired. But still, right. it's horrible. I wasn't expecting this. She was only 51 years old. She was also in ER. That was another live action. X-Files. And X-Files. Just like one episode. I don't think Babe was her but... first live action. I was just making a joke. But uh, but yeah, she was. That's... <sighs> She was so fucking awesome and still is because you can still hear her on all these awesome shows. Yeah, you will definitely be missed by many, many, many people, including us. 
Dexter, man. I've always said if I had a bunch of wishes, there's a chance that one of those wishes would be to be able to do an impression of Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. What a great voice that was. Like, Oh, it was it was awesome. Just <laughs> I can't do my it. My gosh. Nope. I, no, You're not, not even close. Not even near. Uh, dee, dee. Like, it's just so oh, like. Oh, dee, dee. I don't, you know what? No. It's not, not really identifiable as any actual nationality. It's just this like. It's just this little mad scientist kid, <laughs> and it's the perfect voice for it. <sighs> no one else, no one else is gonna be able to do that. That's it for Dexter. I mean, that's probably it for like Chucky Finster as well. But I, we've got a lot of Rugrats, so I was a huge uh, Chucky fan. He was Chucky's my favorite Rugrat. My favorite yeah. Rugrat. I wore yeah. my Chucky Finster shirt all day that day in honor of her. Went to work, so a few people noticed. They you asked, they were like, man. "Are you wearing that?" Because I was like, "Yeah." Says the struggle is real under it, and it's Chucky looking really sad. It Aww. was kind of the perfect shirt for the day. And then, like, you just go, hold on one second. You go grab, like, the Pepsi next to the cash register, just pour a little out for her on the floor. And, of course, we can't have drinks out at the cash register, so it was the, some customer set. They're like, yeah. dude, what are you doing? I'm like, it's for Christine Kavanaugh. Who the Do fuck's you have Christine no Kavanaugh? Soul? <laughs> Who the fuck How is Christine Kavanaugh? She's Chucky Finster. How Dexter, dare you? Like, you've heard her in every cartoon. He's like, oh. Really? And then he gets sad. I hand him the box of tissues. And then he takes his uh his drink back and he pours some out too again. And then my boss is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Nathan, clean that up. <laughs> Get back to work. So uh, can we make it safe to assume that not only is this episode in memoriam of her. Absolutely. But... We're fucking canonizing but her. We're fucking... We're uh, canonizing her. Knighting her. All that shit. We're doing both. She gets the distinct honor of having both canonization and knighthood. Which is what we've done for everybody, I guess. Yeah, but we then were, we thought it was the same thing. Yes. So, Christine Kavanaugh, thank you. You're awesome. You are now known as Saint Christine Kavanaugh. Patron saint of... Sinus issues. Spot on. <laughs> and the lucky fan that requested this episode gets to say, my episode was in memoriam of Christine Kavanaugh, and you could feel good about yourself for doing something. Requesting wacky races as a topic? For using Facebook. <laughs> I'm glad. No, actually, that was an email. And emailing us. I'm glad, though, that... He requested Wacky Races. Uh, thanks, Zach, by the way. Um, Thank you. I, this was great, dude. I, I love Wacky Races, and I was able to become more intimately familiar with it I do uh, through too. the preparation uh, of this podcast than I was ever before. And that's good. That's good, because now as an adult, it gives you a deeper appreciation for what it did for, just for cartoons. Who was your favorite Wacky Racer, Craig? Uh, or don't not you think necessarily... we can save this for the topic? No, oh, yeah. We can, we can give him a little bit of a taste before we move on. A little taste. My favorite racer was not, a duo. Yeah, I'm about to say not necessarily your favorite racer, but your favorite car. Not necessarily the automobile, but just, you know, your favorite number or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. To find out more, listen to the topic. Portion. Oh, come on. I can't wait. It's just, a duo. Just a little taste. We get to open the corner of the present. Just the corner. And All see. right. Okay. Here's a little corner taste. Uh, it. My favorite racer slash car slash duo led to a spinoff cartoon where the character would yell, Captain Caveman! 
Okay, indirectly led to. Indirectly. Very similar it's design. It's the same. It's the same character. Come on, man. <laughs> so the Slag Brothers. Yes. You don't have to. <laughs> I think they know now. Word. I really like the Ant Hill mob. They're awesome. Yeah, dude. Totally. All the way. But there's so many other great characters, and we're going Except to discuss that Except for Peter Perfect. Later. He's basically the worst. He's totally the lamest character. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Without a doubt, dude. Even lamer than the fucking... Uh, don't do it. The, Don't you say the red, it. The, uh, why? Well, say it. The Red Max. Is he one of your favorites? No. I was going to say, I barely remember no. him. He didn't do shit. He was just there. Yeah, we're kind of jumping the gun here. We still got some awesome news to look at. It was a riveting news week. <laughs> oh, that it was. It was neat. Well, it's not like we talk about real fucking news anyway. We just find something that would be fun to talk about or interesting. So eh. let's do that. Let's look at what was so riveting and interesting about this week. Cue the music. Nathan, Russia's finally done it. They bombed us? No, no. (laughs) Wait, did they? Because that's more important than my news story. What did they do? A business firm from Russia proposed... To the country that they spend $9.4 billion on a mining facility, dot, 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 on the moon. Oh, they're mining the moon. Moon mining, yes. Well, wait, they've already built it or they spent the money to like on all the stuff and they're going to fly the stuff up to the moon and build it? they haven't spent the money. They're trying to get Russia's okay to do it. Oh, they started a Kickstarter. Because um, (laughs) Russia owns half the moon, I guess. I so think they, that'd be more like a UN issue, if you ask me. So wait, who's trying to do it? Just a business, a wealthy, oh, wealthy business Russia, in Russia. Th- oh, okay, a business in Russia. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they they went. They started a Kickstarter. Russia started a Kickstarter, and they were like, "We are Russia." I can't do a Russian accent. You will help Soviet <laughs> Russia, it's or we Soviet will crash you. <laughs> Donate. We make moon monies. What are they mining for? Uh, minerals, rocks, moon money, unobtainium, moon money. There's moon money underground. There's moon money in them dare craters. Hey, Royce McCutcheon here. While you're up there, why don't you grab me some of that moon money? No deal, McCutcheon. That moon money is mine and you know it. <laughs> uh, Simpsons fans will get it. I don't it. remember it. I, I kind of knew that's what it was, but I don't remember it. The twisted world of Marge Simpson. Well, you know, in Soviet Russia, the moon mines you. Okay, so I just ripped off a classic TV show, but that was lame. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know I'm not, that's that's Family Guy, right? That's just from Family Guy, or is that from something else? Simpsons. Before Family Guy. No, what I just said. Oh, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, wait, what? What you just said? Yeah, it's, it's from like an old 80s joke. Okay, because I was like, I don't know, because the fucking fam- family guy forever. rips off everything. But that's where I knew it from. I'm not a big family guy fan. But Listen, the day, the day family guy makes its own material. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be when they cross over with Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Somebody's got to carry somebody in that situation. I'm hearing Bob's Burgers is fucking amazing. I watched the first episode and I really wasn't into it. I love H. John Benjamin, but... Full disclosure, 
as each season progresses, I'm liking it more and more How and more. How many seasons are there? I'm like the fifth season. Or fifth? Fourth, no fourth, way. No. Third season. Wow. I'm sorry. I think they just finished the third season. That I might buy. But fifth, there's no way. But uh, I watched the first season when it first came out. Because I'm also an H. John Benjamin fan. And I was like, eh, you know, it's all right, I guess. I don't really get it. And not that I don't get it, but like, uh... I don't really, you know, it's not completely my type of humor. And then as the episodes progressed, I actually started to care about the characters and they were getting developed and they were having like, they have their own personalities now, all of them. And even the outside characters too. And it just keeps getting better and better. And God, I love Louise. It's the smallest daughter with the rabbit ears. That's, that's Mel from uh, Flight of the Concords, right? Yes. Yeah, I love that she. I didn't realize she was on it. I probably noticed in the pilot and then forgot. All the kids, she's awesome. All the kids make the show. The uh, Triceratops in Toy Story, also. Yes, she's fucking great. Um, Speaking of Flight of the Concords, dude, I saw a movie um, a few days ago that I totally you got to watch, dude. It's called Flight of the Concords. (laughs) No, it's called What We Do in the Shadows. It's co- so what does this have to do with Flight of the Concords? It's co-written and co-directed by Jermaine from Flight of the Concords. Jermaine uh, oh, Clements? Yes. Um, he was on an episode of The Simpsons once. <laughs> who wasn't? <laughs> yeah, he's also in the movie. It's like a mockumentary about vampires, about these vampire roommates. I love the sound of this. Dude, it's great. It's so clever. I was laughing. It was very enjoyable. Uh, counter thing you have to watch just when you said mockumentary. It reminded me of another great film that was like that. I don't know who did it because it's just off the top of my head right here, but American Zombie. Check it out. It's like a mockumentary of like living with the zombie virus, but the people are still people, oh, but they're yeah, zombies. They have to take medicine, right? Yes. Yeah, I did hear about that. And it's really cool. I'll Watch check it. it out. So back to the news. Oh, yeah, we were doing news. Your turn. We're going up north. Through our friends in Canada. much further north can you go than the moon? (laughs) (laughs) All right, excuse me. We're heading back south. There we go. But not quite south We're going down south to Alaska. (laughs) Bet you never thought you'd hear that one. Back into Earth's atmosphere. All right. Maggot! (laughs) Can I... (laughs) Atmosphere. You ever see uh, Spoonie's reviews of Atmosphere? The I own game? Atmosphere. No, you don't. I do. You really do? I do. Are you serious? I am serious. No way. You have your, like, you went out and got it after you saw the Spoonie review, or you got it as a kid? I got it as a kid. What? And I never had anybody to play with, so I really never played because it. Because no one wants to play with you, maggots. <laughs> Seriously, you fucking gatekeeper. <laughs> Uh, I watched a little bit of the video, but I really didn't get it because I wasn't playing the game and I wasn't quite to the point where I was like, I'm going to play for myself with four players. <laughs> he recently, like a couple months ago, a month or two ago, maybe I saw his review, the, the new one about yes. the second and third atmospheres. Oh yeah. That was yeah. so great. I oh, didn't know God. those existed. The first one I had. Yeah. So fucking great. Classic. If, if you don't know, just look up Spoonie experiment on YouTube or something. You'll find it. But be warned. He's very foul mouthed. More so than us. It's, this isn't a news segment. We're, apparently, we just decided to bring recommendations back. 
right in the middle of the news because that's how riveting the news week was. So down there in Alaska, these two men went out riding, I guess. Um, I'm assuming like horseback. Yeah, as most Alaskans are known to do. Yeah, it's probably a lot better than trying to fucking drive a car up there. And they ran into Sarah Palin. Yes, they found Sarah Palin trapped. And she was riding a underneath bull. Underneath an avalanche. No, they, oh, she was trapped life. underneath an avalanche while riding a go-goat. Yes, a go-goat, the Pokemon. Yeah, she made it. She was like, oh, it's a Pokemon or something. I don't know. My kids love these things. He was lucky I didn't kill it. <laughs> I was out hunting. <laughs> And I figured that's one of them there, Pokemans. I lost it. Uh, No, these two men were out riding horseback, and they saw what they thought was somebody's arm protruding up out of the snow. And they're like, oh, God. So they went and investigated. And it was a severed arm. (laughs) No, it was a moose. And the moose, it was alive. It had been trapped by an avalanche. It had an arm? Like a human arm? It was the moose's snout. (laughs) Thought that was an arm. They, they from just the saw distance, something, they saw something sticking, sticking out, out of the snow, yeah, and saw it moving. So they I would have, uh, maybe if it was like a human knee or something. <laughs> All I'm saying is, <laughs> use your heads, guys. I understand why you thought it was a human, but an arm, <laughs> a knee, an elbow no. even. I mean, maybe an antler, you could think it's fingers. <laughs> but it's snout. But no, it was really cool because they went up there and realized it wasn't a person or a human, rather. It was a moose. And they still saved it. And they, they saved it. And it's really cool. The guy was saying, like... The moose didn't attack them, did it? No. He, the guy said, like, he was totally... He knew exactly what we were doing. He, That's uh, so good to hear because yeah. normally, you know, they let the fear get them. And, yep. and they, they think they you're coming yeah. to eat them or something because they're weak. And it's danger. A vulnerable danger. point. Yeah, so but no, he, they said he went totally docile, and he just had this... Like, the guy said, he, I'm pretty sure his exact words were, he was like, help me, help me, please. Like, he quoted the moose as saying that almost. And, I, uh, I can so After watching Frozen, I can say that uh, I'd believe it. And, yeah, the, I guess they saved the moose, and then the moose, he said it stood up, and it, like, towered in front of them and kind of shook the snow off it. Looked down at them for a minute and then turned and left. Oh, bravo on those guys. But just like, I'm almost jealous b- because that's got to be a sight. Like something you will never see again I in thought your you life. Were gonna, I thought you were going to Just this like... moose, this majestic moose towering over you and like shaking snow off. Like so majestically being like, thank you. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were going to be like, uh, bravo. <laughs> bravo to those guys, you know, for helping him. But. What a fucking dick moose. He couldn't even say thanks. <laughs> no, he did. He said, well, thank you. Off to what's the matter you? I'm still bringing, trying to bring in the Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> no, but that's, that's kind of, that's so cool. Like it's kind of funny and surreal to think about. Like that moose clearly knew they saved it and I'm sure it felt very grateful in that moment. That's off- awesome. But what does it do? There's no way to, there's no way to say thank you. To you know, kiss it. You like lick it. it like, Thank you. And kisses uh, uh, on the cheek. <laughs> like bro hugs it. You <laughs> throws out its moose knuckles. Be like daps. <laughs> bro hugs. So what were you guys doing out here? All the way out here in the snow, anyway. 
They're like hunting. Oh, hunting some hunting some deer, eh? No, it's moose, moose season. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for saving me. We'll give you twenty <laughs> paces. <laughs> well, they're like hunting a moose that's half buried in snow is no fun. That's not proper sport. Oh God, you got you guys are just you guys are just joking joking with me, eh? I like the look of that pelt you got there. Oh, God. Bet you your antlers would look real good on my mantle. I don't know why Alaskans immediately like became southern rednecks. <laughs> oh no, we're just hunting well, mooses, eh? They are from the south, the deep south. Alaska. Deep south of Alaska. Well, deep well, south compared to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Daredevilish group of death drivers to ever whirl their wheels in the wacky races, competing for the title of world's wackiest racer. In the lead, the blazing brosos of blurry photos in their Blitzkrieg bomber, followed closely by the fun-loving, foul-mouthed fanboys from Fairpoint Podcast, fleetly flying their fantastical firebird. Trying to cover ground, Zap Happy Zeus in the lightning liquor is neck and neck with Casper Hauser in his kooky Kremlin. And falling way behind is the devious delinquent, the villain of vaudeville, the sultan of sneaky, the bloody Brit, Guy Fox, and his dog Duke. Boy, that was pretty harsh. You've hurt me feelings. And me dogs, too. Rush it, rush it, rush it, rush it. <laughs> Sorry, I got carried away there for a second, but I'm sure you still have a trick or two up your sleeve. Anywho, this race is still anyone's game. Who will win the glorious Golden Grail and be crowned the world's wackiest racer? Place your bets now. You know, that's kind of actually something that... Uh, they thought about doing? No, something that I think's funny is that you, in lieu of adjust the facts... If you don't know what Wacky Races is, it's a bunch of wacky racers racing, and they're competing for the, for the title of World's Wackiest Racer. Yeah, and they do wacky races all across so, the country. I feel like you don't have to win the race to, to win the title of World's Wackiest Racer. The title itself well, doesn't, right. is just saying you're the wackiest. You just have to be so the weirdest. So you don't want to be the wackiest. No, I mean, I feel like the, if you're the wackiest, it doesn't matter if you're winning or losing. The wackiest is the wackiest. No, it's the wacky race is. But the, oh. the title is world's wackiest racer, which doesn't it's not world's best racer. Stop. It's also wacky. No, you know what it Don't is? Don't crush my childhood. I got it. I get it. It's that. To win the title of world's wackiest racer, you don't have to get first place, but you do have to be trying to get first place or else you're not a racer. Or, or you have to be wacky in order to well, make duh. it through of this Of course race. you have to be wacky. To consistently place in the wacky race. <laughs> I love wacky races. What a great, it was a Hanna-Barbera show. Oh God, so many childhood memories. Just, I, I loved this show too when I was a, a kid. And it's funny because for the longest time, in my mid-adult years, like 22 to 
24 or 5, I thought I might have just dreamt this awesome, awesome show because I couldn't find anything about it. And anybody I talked to was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I guess it kind of makes sense now because the kids my age, they didn't necessarily grow up watching this because it was a 60s show. Uh Uh-huh. So it did get rerun a lot on Cartoon Network and right, stuff. But maybe these kids didn't have Cartoon Network then or they weren't watching it. They were watching something else or I find a lot of the classic, like older cartoons that I really like are Hanna Barbera. And I didn't really realize that until recently. But you know, I like the Flintstones, I like the Jetsons, I like Wacky Races. Quick Drama McGraw. I never was crazy about Quick Drama. Oh, he was McGraw, my favorite Hanna Barbera. It's not like character. I don't like it. Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman's cool. One of the reasons why the Slag Brothers was my favorite. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of Scooby Doo, but I like the characters. I just the show never did it for me. But uh, I never liked Scooby Doo either. And fun funny you said that because I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, you know, they'd be cool to talk about on the podcast, but won't it ever come up? I mean, I guess it did. Um, <laughs> I didn't like Scooby Doo, but I loved a pup named Scooby Doo. Really, I hated that Oh, shit. my God. I thought that was way better. And people are going to hate me now for this, probably, because that's like sacrilege. <laughs> it's either Scooby-Doo or nothing, because a pup named Scooby-Doo fucking rip off at children or something. But I thought it was a good show. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I didn't really like Scooby-Doo. There, I said it. And a lot of these came about, A, um, parents were really concerned about all, like, it was all superhero cartoons. And violent. Oh, the violence. And they were concerned about the violence. Well, Wacky Races kind of got hit with that. It did a little bit, which is funny because it was almost like, well, this is just a cartoon about races. And like, but there yeah, was a lot of violence in it. But Hanna-Barbera mostly doesn't seem... None of their cartoons really seem to be centered around violence, you know? No, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, even Looney Tunes is kind of centered around violence. Like, More so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of cool, though. Uh, originally... When they were planning, when they were making this, it was going to be a live action quiz show and the contestants would be betting on which of the wacky racers would win. So it would be a live action show, but then they would show the cartoon? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's weird to me. Yeah. The studio Especially, was like, we can't fucking afford that. Get the fuck out of uh, here. Give us a fucking And then they're cartoon. like, so who are, we, uh, who are we gearing this towards, children or adults? Children. Yeah. Betting is fun, kids. <laughs> Just what you need to do is you need to go and pick up a pack of lucky strikes and then sit down in front of the telly. I mean, I'm sorry, the tube. I don't think betting is inherently bad. I mean, you were te- we've already taught kids to play games and like they understand the stakes of winning and losing a game. Maybe teaching them to bet money is bad. But anybody that says what you just said didn't have the uncle I had. <laughs> I always go to the uncle that yeah, doesn't even exist. People have problems with gambling, but I mean, gaming. It's just like, not exactly something you really want to like promote to kids, I guess. Like betting for like gambling for money. What about know? like playing Monopoly? <laughs> you're not necessarily gambling, but like, what is the? No, you're real owning big properties. What's the big difference, though? You know what I mean? Fake money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, they're not going to be betting real money on the. But wacky they're buying show. properties. They're, they're not betting, betting on things. They're not taking chances unless they land on the card they're they're just their only chances uh should i pass on boardwalk now and hope i get around to it or should i go for it well some people have problems with gambling but not everybody does and for people that don't it can be fun and just a regular old fucking thing 
go to a, I've, I'm, I hate sports, but I've gone to plenty of Super Bowl parties and been like, sure, I'll fucking get in on the fucking thing just because, you know, why it not? It should be fun to compete with other people, you know Make what I mean? Make it interesting. Hey, you know what? You're kind of like preaching to the wrong person, I guess, <laughs> because I play fantasy football for money on a yearly basis. And I since I, I was a child, all sorts of sports. I'm in a weekly uh, pick 'em parley at my dad's work. Government listening. All of these are claimed on my tax forms. I assure you, they're not. So yeah, I know what you're saying, but in the same aspect, it's not like the children might be like, "Oh, gambling, blah blah blah." You know, I don't know. I don't know. That's this was in their heads at the time. Gambling shouldn't be children shouldn't be learning about gambling yet. That was I don't know. I think they were just kind of like a live action show. We we wanted a cartoon. Yeah, voice actors are cheap. Quit thinking so are so animators. I mean, hell, we only have to really get them to do ten to twelve frames, and we just keep reusing them. Just with such great voice actors, though, they were able to do that and still pull off like convincing like animation and good cartoons, very good cartoons. Honestly, very cheaply. I believe that these voice actors deserved a lot more money than they were probably paid uh, comparatively to like the other stars of the time and stuff. Six, Today, too, the good ones. Six fucking voice actors. 23 characters split amongst the 11 different cars. Six people. Six people voiced all of those characters, and that includes the narrator. Forget about it. So that's Dawes Butler, Don Messick, John Stevenson, Janet Waldo, Dave Willick, and Paul Winchell. I can't do it. <laughs> you can kind of do it. I can't do it at I've all. I've been practicing since I was like eight. Okay. <laughs> I don't know the fuck. Russia, 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 Russia. Oh my god, Mutley's laugh and reactions. He was my favorite character for sure, but I didn't. My favorite car. I, I hated Dick Dastardly and Mutley, but I loved Mutley. Yeah, you know. Let's do it then. What better time than now? Let's talk about the fucking wacky racers. What better place to start than number double zero, Dick Dastardly and Mutley in the Mean Machine? As a child. It totally worked on me, like Dick Dastardly twirling his mustache, being super evil. I'm like, he's the bad guy. <laughs> Mutley, don't you know what you're doing? Because <laughs> you liked Mutley. <laughs> Loved Mutley. Tried, tried Fucking to love Mutley. The Mutley was turned evil by the bad, evil Dick Dastardly. I think they're awesome characters. It's funny because they're like, they're villains. It's not like they're trying to take over the world. It's not like they're trying to get money like they have no goal other than winning the race which is everyone else's goal and but yet it's they just still like, don't no, even really try that's to win what I the am. Race. my occupation is villain like <laughs> no motive because <laughs> winning the race isn't a motive or else everyone has that motive you know right so they just no motive they're just a fucking villain <laughs> they're just they're just bad and they have to cheat to win well they're not bad craig they're just drawn that way <laughs> there are no bad com- Cartoon characters, just bad animators. <laughs> Not the Hanna Barbera animators, though. Uh, they did great with this shit. As um, an adult, I obviously like look back at just Dick Dastardly and be like, he was such a great villain. Yeah, perfect, just mustache twirling just guy. So stereotypical. He's the type of guy you would see, uh, like tying Penelope pit stop to railroad tracks. Right. That didn't happen, did it? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. think he was ever that murderous. I didn't get a chance to... And then Mutley, of course, his 
dog sidekick, his pet dog, um, always orders him around. There seems to be a little bit of a like animosity, not animosity but that's that's the only word I could think of. That's but what like, I was thinking. You know, like a little bit of tension between them, but at the same time, you can tell they're. I feel like Mutley knows he's smarter. Yeah, <laughs> but he can't really express it through words. And Dick Dastardly's mean to him, but you can tell he, he well, likes Mutley. You know, he can. I mean, can they don't call him friends. Dick for nothing. <laughs> And dude, the funny thing is, being a dick is his their fucking downfall because they have what some people would argue is the fastest fucking car in the series. They've had every opportunity to clean to uh, to win cleanly. Yeah, and if they would just not cheat, which he's so devoted to doing, he's got to cheat. He's a villain. He's gotta. He would win. They've never even placed in the top three because of this. Yeah, they always keep screwing themselves. I love. There's an episode where uh, you know how they take the photo. At the end to see who wins. Yeah. It shows the three cars coming in. And then in fourth, you see Dick Dastardly's car. And Dick Dastardly got out of the car to pose for the picture. (laughs) (laughs) So he totally would have won that race if he hadn't got out of the car to pose. And like, I don't know. It's funny. Um, It was always so fascinating. Uh, The big thing for me was seeing what traps they were going to try to set and fail (laughs) setting for the guys. That was their thing. They, they set traps. Um, their car, the Mean Machine, was like a rocket-powered fucking thing. Oh, it was badass. I wanted one. Tons of hidden weapons and hidden traps. Like It was like the Batmobile before it was the Batmobile. Batmobile of villainry. Yeah. I think Bruce Wayne would be pissed off about that. Villain- I said villainry. Villainy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> villainry. <laughs> villainry. <laughs> It's a, it's a perfectly cromulent word. They also had their own uh, spinoff series, uh, Dastardly and Muttley in their flying machines. And the flying machines. It kind of makes it sound like, like, hmm, what is Mr. Peabody and Sherman going to do today? Get in their flying machine. <laughs> well, there was a popular movie at the time. Um, I think it was like Those Magnificent Men and Their Flying Machines. <laughs> How magnificent were they? So magnificent. I don't know. Masterfully. But yeah, I guess in this series, they are part of an aviator crew called the Vulture Squadron. And their whole goal in life is to like intercept this homing pigeon named Yankee Doodle Pigeon, uh, who delivers messages to their enemy, who I'm assuming is the United States. <laughs> yes. Yankee Doodle Pigeon. <laughs> and in this, Dick Dastardly answered to this uh, mysterious character who was referred to only as the general and you never really saw him. Oh yeah. I, I vaguely remember the general cause I had seen this show. Yeah. And, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but since we are not of the age to have seen this as it aired, I just assumed that all these characters came from something else and they weren't originally created for the wacky races and then spun off their own shit. You thought that they were originally from other shows. Yeah, like I thought that Dick Dastardly, Muttley, and The Flying Machine was the show, and then they were in... And like the Slag Brothers were from Captain Captain Caveman Caveman or something. I could totally see how you'd think that. It does... I think I kind of assumed that too about it, because maybe when I was younger, because it does have that feeling. And there was that other show where like Yogi Bear was racing. Yeah. Yeah. And I had even gotten those. Like I thought that was the same thing. (laughs) Like just because my memories from childhood, you know, not seeing these 
since then, you know, they're just kind of mishmashed and yeah. stuff. And since it's like the same concept, it's like just a different one. You know, I thought it was, oh, I thought it was all the same. And you're not used to a show whose format literally is every episode is a fucking race. No plot, right. no, just a race with these characters. And God, did they pull it off. They made a great show, dude. Like, and it doesn't rival like maybe modern shows with regards to like storytelling, but it didn't need to. Like, it was great. 17 episodes, though, 32 races. Like, and not one place for Dick Dastardly or Muttley. Double drat. Did you know Muttley has a girlfriend? Yeah, he does. He does. That dog is one cold-ass pimp. <laughs> Damn, that's a cold-ass doggy. <laughs> I bet you he's got himself a nice bitch. <laughs> For a second, I was going to correct you and be like, come on, Craig. Slow Don't be brow. a jerk. We're above Uh-oh, that. And then I was really? Like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, she would be, wouldn't she? I am above that. So now let's move on to your favorite, Craig. The Gruesome Twosome? I thought it was the Slag Brothers. Oh, right, 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 yeah. The Slag Brothers. Captain Caveman. No, not Captain Caveman. Just Captain Caveman. Caveman. I refuse to acknowledge them as anything else. In the Bouldermobile, number one. Just so happened to be the best racers, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Rock Slag and Gravel Slag. Two crafty cavemen brothers who made their car themselves from a boulder. Crafty cavemen? They are. They can, if the boulder gets damaged or, or whatever, they can repair it or build a new one just using clubs. rocks and clubs. Yeah. It's a good thing that they're from the time after the wheel was invented. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's interesting, too. They had the ability to, like, summon a pteranodon at times. Is that kind of like a pterodactyl? Yes. Is it exactly like a pterodactyl, kind of? I'm probably wrong. I kind of want to say because it's both a, a pterodactyl is a pteranodon. A pater. A pteranodon might be a broader, you know what I mean, genus. Right, or whatever. right. A pterodon. Stop saying that. <laughs> me, that word doesn't even thing. make sense anymore. It's like like it I, I, I get what you're so saying. Like times. like all pterodactyls are pterodons, but not all pterodons are pterodactyls. Yes, that was what I was thinking, but I'm not sure if. <laughs> but that's not true. as stupid. No, I'm just not sure if it's oh, not if as, that's actually true. I said true. it stupidly. I thought that's what. No, I'm just not sure if it's true. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it was uh, their friend or pet, or maybe they're just the teardown whisperer. Right? Maybe it's their god. We summon our god down upon you. Lift us to the finish line. And I like that they, uh, in order to like get a speed boost, they beat each other over the head with their clubs to motivate each other to <laughs> or they'll just uh, bang the back of their boulder mobile with the club too that always done works that too yeah yeah, yeah. physics and then of course there was the gruesome twosome in the creepy coop number 2 it was a big big guy and then a little guy little gruesome and big gruesome yeah was it and it was kind of like uh almost reminded me of the mobsters from Looney Tunes with the, the small guys like, shut up, Muggsy. And like <laughs> the big one was like the big doofy over. He was kind of like this Lurch or yeah. Frankenstein type character. I kind of get the feeling of or an ogre. Whereas Little Gruesome was like this like purple vampire. Like what's with vampires being purple? I've seen that a few times. They're more family friendly that way. <laughs> oh, they're purple. They can't. They're harmless. They're wearing neutral colors. Bruh. <laughs> We got regular vampires, purple vampires, sparkly vampires. 
No sparkly vampires. I guess it's please. kind of disrespectful to call the other ones regular vampires. That's a little like they're not. They prefer regular. to be called they're, normies. They're not normal vampires. They're non. I don't. I don't know. Well, what, what would you consider a normal vampire? Vampires. Oh, okay. So like the the Bela Lugosi vampire. Yeah. Or Blade. Blade. Any vampire other than Edward well, the Count. Well, let's get real. Blade was a half breed. That's why he was a daywalker. Craig, that's, boy, that's those are two very you know derogatory it. terms for vampires, for vamps, as uh, True Blood would put it. But that's not. That's not fucking vamps. Ah, sucky. Every time, Bill, sucky. I couldn't watch the show anymore. It was just so distracting every time he's on camera. He's just like, ah, sucky. <laughs> I really liked the creepy coop. Uh, it's like a fucking hearse. Yeah, it was really cool. A, how, like an attic, like a belfry sticking out the top of it that had a dragon that lived in it that they could summon from the fucking... <laughs> Goddamn dragon. That that was awesome. He would give them boosts. He could fly ahead. He could lift them up. Like, wh- whenever they needed help, they could just get this dragon that lives in their attic or sometimes bats or ghosts. And yet, none of this is considered cheating. No. Right? It's funny. <laughs> Anything Dick Dashley does is cheating though because he's a villain. But I guess he's trying to do it to the other racers. Yeah, he's purposely just trying to dick over other people instead of just trying to win. Dick's trying to dick him over. But yeah, the gruesome twosome. I love the creepy coop. I love their car. They're not necessarily my favorite characters in the series, but their car is one of the best cars. That's cool. I personally liked the next car. Professor Pat Pending in the yeah. converter car number three. I mean, it was half boat, half plane, half car. Half everything. It could change into whatever he needed it to. For real. He was a genius that was, for some reason, deciding to put all his genius into racing. (laughs) (laughs) He was kind of a good-willed character, too. Um, Even though he wanted to win and would compete to win, he would often use his wacky inventions to help other racers that were caught in traps. Well, yeah, because he's not dick. (laughs) No, but that's cool. You could just be like, oh, well, zoom. Damn it, man. He's a man of science. (laughs) You know what would be cool? What if we were, like, casting these guys as we go along? Do we have to go back now? We got to go back now. Let's just delete everything we've done and just start over. Oh, no. (laughs) No, we don't have to do that. Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Um, Dick Dastardly, Hank Azaria. Oh, we're casting just the voice actors. Live action. So Hank Azaria, live action. Yeah, Hank Azaria does all oh. sorts of live action. Yeah, shit. I know he does, but for some... He, he's sure. not skinny, He's but well, That's not what I was getting at. <laughs> I, yeah, sure. I could go for that. Hank Azaria is awesome. Who would you? I can't think of anyone else. Christopher Walken is uh, Dick Dastardly. I think... Motley. No, Christopher Walken is Muttley. Oh, Muttley. <laughs> These faces are so wacky. It's crazy. <laughs> Don't you laugh at me. Russia, 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 <laughs> Russia, Russia. Uh, okay, cool. Hank Azaria. That, yeah. that would actually be pretty cool. I had somebody else in mind, but they're just it's blanking right now. I don't know. Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> you just talk like this the whole time. <laughs> God, it's, Christian Bale is Moses. Muttley, we have to win the race, but we have to cheat. Oh, great. You're an amateur. He's being all dramatic. The cheating. Is it morally sound? Sometimes I feel like I'm at the end of my life. 
The other races zoom past Dick Dastardly as he silently contemplates the cruelty of life. <laughs> Not very silently. If only Not I very had a, silently. No, he's a, if only I had a symbol of fear. <laughs> the Slag Brothers. Who would play the Slag Brothers? Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> would play both like the Parent Trap. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, man. No. Uh, no, Cheech and Chong, if we can get them to do it. Oh, man, that would be hilarious. Cheech and Chong as cavemen? Yeah. That would awesome. be great. That would be pretty great. I would like that. I would have said Nick Kroll, but they already tried him in that Geico Caveman television show. Didn't work out so well. Uh, the gruesome twosome. Big gruesome, little gruesome. Hmm. Big gruesome would be uh, the big show. <laughs> the wrestler. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know. If, he's been in yeah. he's been in movies. He has. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we need an Oscar worthy performance. We've got Christian Bale as the and, dastardly. And uh and, and Jack Black could be a little gruesome. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm in. Jack Black is a little purple vampire. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Shut up, big <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Uh Professor Pat Pending. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, you know, don't think that's a little that too cliche typecasting. Yeah, on the nose. Okay, who can who can? I'm trying. I'm picturing Rick Moranis. The doctor, no, still too cliche. He doesn't really fit the the bill either. I wouldn't be against it. But George Clooney. What about George, there it is. As professor, I was trying new, to go for as cheap as I could. But it's a new take on the professor. Me. He's just like you pushed me and you pushed me. Oh, you know what? George Clooney wouldn't make a bad Professor Utonium. Oh my God! Girls no. Movie. What? Oh, in the Powerpuff Girls movie? Sure, yeah. I don't know why we were on that. Why you were even close to that. Because George sure. Clooney has a professor. No, I got the perfect Pat Pending. Dave Coulier. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. I guess so, yeah. He's probably getting older, and that would probably help, yeah. You're like, he's not probably getting older. He is getting... That's, that's how biological okay, organisms first work. Off, there is not one gray hair on Pat Pending's head. <laughs> no, but he's kind of... Dorky. Okay. Dave Coulier can do it all. Just just watch Full House and you'll see he literally does it all. What about uh Except for holding a steady job. Buzzing. Uh Ron Howard's older brother. What's his name? Clint Howard. Clint Howard. <laughs> no. He's, it would be too many lines for him to handle. <laughs> I'm not used to this. I usually talk for like two seconds in a I movie. usually have two, three lines, or maybe just <laughs> as a background character. You think you guys could tighten up the script a little bit for me? You can just still see him squinting, but thanks. Thanks for the offer. <laughs> My brother Ron's got me in his new pick. He still pays me handsomely, which is ironic, I know. Then we got the Red Max in the Crimson Hay Baler, number four. Um, he's just this air ace dressed in all red. Like I, he, I feel like he's kind of like the Red Baron ish. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I feel like he's the most forgettable racer. Like Peter really Perfect is him. the lamest, but they even in the in the theme song they go over him so fast. Whereas everybody yeah, else, they like by. spend a second on. They're and like, he, oh, and that guy. And then, then there's this guy. I don't think he had that many lines. So yeah, Clint Howard can do Red Max. 
I don't know, man. I'm really gunning. We, we got to get him as Pat Pending. Offer him more. Offer him more. <laughs> Offer him more. No. No. This time you want more for less. <laughs> Which is exactly what we'd be getting. Um, Yeah, I don't know. He had this car that was half. He converted a plane to a car. So it couldn't really fly as much as it could. He'd be better off with the plane. Right. Why wouldn't he just... Well, I think uh, the rule states it has to be a car, but it could do both, I guess. Yeah, it has to have... Yeah. But he's no Pat pending, so he can't really make it work. Right, the convert a car. He's like, it is a car. And then I just turn it into a plane. Bam. I also put it... That's legal. It's also a boat. It could also float. I almost said swim. Boats don't swim. (laughs) Penelope Pit Stop's pretty cool in the uh, compact pussycat number I five. I feel like she was just a huge stereotype on how women drove, not paying attention. <laughs> she is kind of uh, in this day and age, yeah, a little bit. And I mean, oh, it was the 60s, too, so it's not like they were like, women pop. Oh, wait, they were starting to do that, weren't they? <laughs> not on TV, though. No. Um not in children's cartoons. No, we have to mold the young properly. Let well, them know their places. To be fair, she was invented by a woman. What's her name? Janet Waldo? Wasn't that the voice actress? Yeah, Janet Waldo. She created the character. But yeah, she was obsessed with makeup and her appearance and beauty. And yeah, that's your only female character is obsessed with fashion and beauty. Like, that is a little bit. Uh, but- driving in her compact pussy cat compact pussy cat is the name of her because i guess uh because it could do her makeup for her and stuff so it was like a compact oh okay and also there are compact cars hers wasn't really a compact car but it had an umbrella well eventually she actually got her own cartoon the perils of penelope pit stop which was based on this old 1914 weekly silent film serial called The Perils of Pauline. That's funny. Pauline became Penelope Pitstop, and Pauline also became uh, Princess Peach. Well, that's a different character. That was Mario's girlfriend in Brooklyn, was Pauline. (laughs) Right. He left her behind. Oh, he moved on. Yeah, she's a different character. She looks the same, though. Only she wears princess garb instead of, I don't know, stereotypical Italian woman in the the 80s garb. Yeah, she wears a red dress and has brunette hair. You always got to bring the colors up again, don't you? (laughs) In this series, though, her guardian, Sylvester Sneakly, masquerades as the Hooded Claw in in an attempt to orchestrate her death and inherit her fortune. Um, Oddly enough, he had neither a hood nor a claw. He had, like, this trench coat and a hat and, like, one of those, like, domino masks and, like, no hood, no claw. Uh, but yeah, what but he had a up? domino mask. He was her guardian, like her parental guardian, you know, like, and he was trying to kill her to inherit her fortune. That reminds me of something else. Joan Benet Ramsey. <laughs> you went there. You certainly did. Was that what you were talking about? Or no, were you? I don't know. What I was you're... talking about another <laughs> fictional thing. <laughs> Who? I don't know, man. You don't know. <laughs> no, there was. I don't know. It's been. <laughs> so it just uh, reminds you of something. You feel like, like you've there's heard it a before. lot of things that have kind of parodied that. Where like fucking Scar from The Lion King. Well, he's his uncle, but he became his and guardian. That's Hamlet. He didn't become yeah. his guardian. And then he tried to. Oh. 
Well, he would have become his guardian if he didn't <laughs> run away. Uh, really cool, though, in Penelope Pitstop's series, the anthill mob actually show up. Yeah, they were, uh, they were also in that series. They were, like, enamored with Penelope Pitstop. Not necessarily enamored with her, but, yeah, they were clearly... They always were trying to protect her. Like, they were like, we gotta protect Miss Penelope and stuff. Like, and yet, they were, I thought they were supposed to be villains, you know, because they're a mob. Right? It, but mobsters aren't always just, like, monsters. You know what I mean? Like they, They're also fairly chivalrous. Yeah. They're very protective of their sisters. Maybe Penelope is their sister. Maybe they're related in some way, yeah. Or maybe... I don't know. Oh, back off my cousin over here, over there. Sylvester Sneakly is her guardian. He's not her parent. So maybe they're, she's from, but she's Southern. Well, maybe she was like, you know, she grew up in the South to talk like Southerner. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've seen it tons of times where it's like the, I don't know, somebody tries to poison the benefactor. <laughs> We're back on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Moving on. I'm trying to think about it. Sergeant Blast and Prime. You're not going to cast Penelope. Oh, we're not. We got to cast Penelope. Oh, I got it. Um, Bill, Bill, you. What's her name? Sookie Stackhouse. Oh, Rogue. yeah. Um, Anna Paquin. <laughs> Anna Paquin, who's not actually Southern and is a horrible fucking Southern. I, that was why I had I'm to stop Port watching. I'm fairy. Oh, I stopped watching way before they got to the fairies. I, I realized I really am not a big fan of Anna Paquin. I gave up. Uh, for some reason, she just likes showing her boobs. Uh, I gave up. For some reason. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the showrunners. <laughs> or the money that they're offering her to do it. She's like, I'd like to show my boobs in this episode if that's okay. <laughs> if it would please you, fellas. <laughs> Could you work that into this script? Thank you. Yeah. I wasn't feeling like wearing a shirt today. Bill Compton. <laughs> um, These are my boobs. <laughs> So well, you guys didn't write anything. What did you want me to do? Sookie, your boobs. No, Penelope Pitstop. Who would be? Not Anna Taylor Packard. Swift. Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. Thinking, uh, Kristen Bell, personally. We cast Kristen Bell in enough. A Taylor lot. Swift. Taylor Swift. Okay. I love Kristen Bell, but. Do you love Taylor Swift too? No. <laughs> but I think she deserves Penelope Pitstop. We'll give it to her. Okay, sure. Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Fuck you, no. Oh, boy. Music we don't listen to. Sergeant Blast and Private Meekly in the Army Surplus Special, number six. Basically just two soldiers. Their personalities are more or less described in their names. However, in our live-action movie, we're going to give them way better personality. Well, we can still go off those... those, archetypes though it's a really loud aggressive angry domineering sergeant and a arlie ermy and a meek private yeah vince vaughn is there any <laughs> there's no argument about arlie ermy totally arlie ermy as sergeant blast with and vince vaughn as <laughs> no vince vaughn okay dj qualls no uh michael sarah <laughs> michael sarah no we cast him in enough let's give dj qualls a turn <laughs> dj qualls who's that uh, is he a DJ? He was okay. He was the new. What? Is he is he a DJ or is his name DJ? His name's DJ. Oh, he, he was, was the DJ. kid in the new guy. Oh, the dork from uh, Oh okay Road Trip. <laughs> he is, he's in the new show Z Nation. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. He's kind of the comic. He's one of the comic relief. The old guy's really the comic relief. Um. Yeah, they had a cool tank, tank car, but really it was just a Jeep. slow tank. 
Somehow they won. Not that much, though. No. That's why I just said they won, as in not more than once. Once. Uh, then we'd go to my favorite. The Ant Hill Mob in the Bulletproof Bomb, These number seven. These guys are awesome. I love it. Just stereotype. There's seven little Italian gangster stereotypes. Their um, car was just, you know, a, like the 1930s mob mobiles. Yeah. Um, the Bulletproof Bomb. It was a 1920s limousine sedan. I don't know cars at all, but I know that. And they would use getaway power, which is basically them flintstoning it and sticking their feet out the bottom and running. Which I feel like not only cuts up their ankles, but it also, I mean, you know how many times you got to change the floorboard and how pricey that can get at the mechanic there? They're cartoons. They can oh, manage. They, they can do it. Um, they had another car in the perils of Penelope Pit Stop, which was like a sentient car named Chugaboom. Oh, Yes. Interesting. I have seen Chugaboom before. And they're led by Clyde. Their leader is sort of based on Edward G. Robinson's character in the 1931 film Little Caesar. And their group name, the Ant Hill Mob, is a play on the 1951 movie The Lavender Hill Mob. Clyde's really the only one that has any, like, really well-defined personality and name. Well, there's like uh, seven of them or something like that. There's always seven. Only two really talk. But in Penelope Pit Stop, there's a consistent seven. Like, they all have names and personalities. Right. Um, Clyde, of course, the leader. Ring-a-ding is the only other one with a name in Wacky Races, but his name's changed to Dum-Dum in Perils of Penelope Pit Stop. I don't like it. I don't like it. No. (laughs) No. I don't either. Like, that's what Clyde calls his goons. He's like, eh, shut up, Dum-Dum. Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe they were trying to be less confusing to kids. Maybe little kids thought there was, was a dumb gangster named Dum Dum. To the Dum Dum. So, yeah, that that kind of was his character, though. He's just a dumb fuck who is just like, Hey, boss, you're fucking dumbass. Whatever you want, boss. <laughs> then there's Pockets, who has a ton of pockets in his coat, full of tons of useful shit. You better always have exact change. Where do you get those wonderful toys? Where do you get those wonderful pockets? <laughs> then there's Snoozy, who's always dozing off. He must have been the heroin addicted one. You know, in every mafia movie, there's one guy who they're selling the shit, Just but he's fucking dragons. doing the shit. And like they're like, he's fucking up. He's Tying that's off Snoozy. the dinosaur, Just, man. Yeah. It's a shame. They had to amputate his arm after that one time. Then there's Softy, who gets really, really stressed out and really emotional, and he ends up crying a lot. He can't really take the pressure. There's kind of always one of those guys in the too mafia much movies, too. They end up having to kill him. Pressure? Because... Ah, too much pressure! <laughs> but he doesn't freak out like that. He's just no. like, oh, God. He's like, it's jump! <laughs> Shut it, or you'll be swimming with the fishes. No, that's where champ is! Then there's Yak Yak, who's, like, really super talkative, and he always laughs like an idiot, like, yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, even... <laughs> what, what was that like? <laughs> yuck, yuck. <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. Even when he's uh, really clearly scared, like, they're about to crash the car or something, and he's like, we're going to crash. Hey, that's guy. Hey, crashing's guy. Hey, that's guy. <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> I don't want to die. Dying's gay. <laughs> Wonderful. 
Then we got Zippy, who's super fast at running and talking, and he's clearly the one that's addicted to speed. There's he's always the like... one mafia member that's addicted to speed. <laughs> that's, the that's there's Christopher right there from The Sopranos. Yeah, bet you some people haven't thought about that for a while, huh? <laughs> and that's 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 the just seven fine. for number seven. Yeah, were they number seven? They're kind of they number, number seven, wasn't it? Because there's seven of them. That's a lot to cast. I mean, who would be Clyde? Yeah, we only have to do. We don't have to do them all, right? No. Who would be Clyde? Fuck. Larry Miller. Who's Larry Miller? We just talked about this in the Frosty episode. No, that was John Goodman. No, we talked about him as well. Larry Miller was the the dad from uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. No, that was John Goodman. I like, always get them confused. I'm he sorry. Was like, I know the deal. I get jiggy with it. <laughs> I know the four one one, Roseanne, <laughs> the Bears. Um, no, no, he's he not could playing do it. Clyde. He could fuck do it. you. He could do That's it. That's my favorite racer. He's not playing Clyde. <laughs> he's nothing. No, fucking Robert De Niro, man. Okay, yeah, De Niro could do it. Not Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, man. He's a superhero. <laughs> With all the he was but, bit, he was bitten by a radioactive Robert De Niro. Maybe Robert De Niro <laughs> ten fifteen years ago. I think I think he's getting a little too old to do it now. Did you like my Robert De Niro face of considering that? I was like, eh. <laughs> I didn't quite get it. I didn't take that <laughs> away from the face. It was more just duck face. <laughs> yeah, you just posing for a selfie or something. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he's web chatting too. <laughs> De Niro, De Niro could definitely do it, but. He's a little too old, I think. Uh, did you want to do Dum Dum? Dum Dum. I, I like calling him Ring a Ding. Ring a Ding. Um, Dave Batista. <laughs> Listen, if you saw him wrestle. <laughs> Damn, boss. I don't know if he's got it. <laughs> he's like, I will prove them wrong. <laughs> I, I do have the ability. Uh, I guess you're right when you kind of put Damn, it that way. boss. Uh, <laughs> See? Okay. You've underestimated my acting chops. I um, only know how he acts in Guardians of the how Galaxy. About, uh, so. <laughs> right. I know how he acts from wrestling. and I guess. No, you're right. I got somebody else for you. Ethan Supley. Ethan Supley it is. Sure. There. Finally. I'm, I'm done with wrestlers. Just so you know. Do you want to do pockets? Nah. You, you just go on. The number eight car was piloted by Lazy Luke and Blubber Bear. It was the Arkansas Chugaboog. Now, um, that was just like a built redneck car. It was a wooden car fucking powered by a coal-fired pot-bellied stove. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? And it was a bear. There was a bear driving the car. Well, Lazy Luke would usually be steering with his feet, and the bear his was behind him manning the stove, right? A lot of times. But he was also watching the road because he'd always be half asleep and just laid back, always laid back and just chilling. And, uh, he yeah, should just, just this, not even bothered. Hillbilly and uh, what are you doing pet in grizzly the bear. <laughs> just play your banjo on your front porch and be done with mm, it. Call it a day. Too much effort. <laughs> Leave the race into the bears. The bear and wants to win. It's not fair. I, he's got to be – he's always got a buzz on, man, because – He would sometimes pour liquor into the stove to get a fucking speed boost, but it would usually make the stove explode. But like, so he was driving drunk, is what you're saying? 
totally this dude's always like drunk and drunk I'm sure, driving was cool then too I'm sure he's so. got some crops he's growing too out there and bum fuck where the fuck he's from arkansas yeah bum fuck arkansas <laughs> it is a town look it up it is i yeah. just made them look that up <laughs> i kind of like this character I'm not usually a big fan of like the hillbilly stuff, but I like this dude. He's kind of cool. He's very chill. The bear is real cool. Poor fucking bear. Clearly has anxiety issues. Yeah. And Lazy Luke's clearly an alcoholic. Poor bear. (laughs) I bet you Lazy Luke beats him. No, he ain't that type of alcoholic. Oh, he's too lazy to beat him. I'm sure he forgets to feed him. Well, that's okay. He's a bear. He can get his own food. (laughs) Plenty of fish in in the river. Am I right? Then there's Peter Perfect in the Turbo Terrific number nine. Lame. He's a lame character. He is. He's, He's just like this like gentleman who's like, mm, oh, I'm yes. so cool. And, I'm and, Peter Perfect. I'm so perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's got a huge crush on Penelope Pitstop and mm, like that. Penelope. It. Hmm. He's good not day. E- he's not even wacky. Mm, no. <laughs> to be wacky would be absurd. <laughs> It, it would be unthinkable and irreprehensible. Yeah, I love that first. you said he's lame because literally I have the same exact impression. He is the lamest wacky racer. And he's yet not he wacky. was that vanilla character that they were like, this is like supposed to be your hero. But even he like, wasn't so perfect either. He had this really shitty dragster that all is always breaking down and falling apart. Yeah, like, well, lame, he doesn't he need eight wheels. He does not need eight wheels. So much traction. <laughs> All of the traction. <laughs> All your traction are belong to us. Then there's Rufus Roughcut and Sawtooth in the Buzzwagon, number 10. Dude, now this was a cool-ass car. Yes, I like the Buzzwagon. I like Rufus and Sawtooth. Rufus is this big, beefy lumberjack. Yeah. Sawtooth is his pet beaver. Um, Beavers are awesome. Putting it that way. You can take that any way you want. <laughs> I'll say it. I'm. Sa- I'm gonna say it. I put. I put you my all, foot down. You were once all today. thinking it, and I said it. <laughs> I put my foot down once today. I will put it down one more time. <laughs> I like beavers. <laughs> uh, the buzz wagon, though, totally made of logs with fucking buzz saws for wheels. Yeah, you'd think that. Uh, I wonder what the sharpening budget is there. And Bunch I, of whetstones. They must go through a lot. It's able to cut through like pretty much anything. You, I, I, how would they? How do they get through Except like difficult itself. terrain? Like just any terrain that's not pavement, like grass. How are they not sawing into the mud and dirt? How are they not sawing into the pavement? If it's that sharp, right? Yeah, it's going that fast. I don't know. I think you'd break metal. Listen, let's not get into the physics of wacky races. So illogical. It's wacky. Oh wait. Dude, wow, we're slipping. We're so professional. We didn't cast either of the last oh, two. Oh, I thought you just didn't care. No, Lazy Luke. Lazy Luke and Blubber Bear. Oh, Blubber Bear, easily. Uh, S- Steven Renaz. Andy Circus. I was going to say Steven Renazisi. I can't say his name. I'm so sorry, Steven. Aziz Ansari? Renazisi. Renazisi. Aziz Ansari. Renazisi. I don't know. He's. Man, Luke. You're fucking lazy with your lazy ass steering with your feet and shit. <laughs> That's as he's on sorry as Blubber Bear. Just over and here. I'm, listen and to I'm Kanye. over here like, what? <laughs> he would not make a good bear. That's all I'm saying. He is a little, uh, you know. 
<laughs> I love Aziz Ansari. <laughs> Me too. Aziz Ansari is a shit. I love Parks and Rec. I need to watch that. There's so many people that I that I like or have grown to like on that show. Chris Pratt. Yeah. I was Lovable I was iffy dummy. about Chris Pratt at first, but uh, I've, I've the girl grown that to you like have him, a crush so. on. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. I was like, that narrows it down. <laughs> I was gonna be like <laughs> I was gonna be like Amy Poehler. <laughs> All right, uh Lazy Luke. Lazy Luke. I'm going with Aziz on sorry as Blubber Bear totally changing the character. Okay. Let's go with it. <laughs> Man, I was going Luke, for a man. You lazy fuck. I was going with a man <laughs> that actually like looked like a bear. <laughs> no, it'll be CG. But yeah, no, it won't be. It'll be him in a bear costume. <laughs> Not this guy doesn't need a costume really. <laughs> no, but it's Z's Ansari doing the voice of a CG bear. That'd be awesome. No, it's Z's Ansari in a bear costume. <laughs> Smallest bear ever. <laughs> He's so tiny. <laughs> He's what is he a cub? Bear cub. Fuck you. I know fucking cub, bitch. Um, Fuck you, Rodney. Lazy Luke. <laughs> lazy Luke. Uh, who do we know that's lazy? <laughs> Not who do we know that's lazy. Nobody, this, nobody famous. This is assume. a time we really wish Jim Barney was still alive. Well, no, most people who are famous probably are lazy. That was stupid. Um, lazy Luke. Taylor Swift. No. No. Give Johnny Depp a chance to stretch his muscles. He's never played a hillbilly before. No. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp can stay away from this. Um, Lazy Luke. Hmm. Let's do uh, Timothy Elephant. Who the fuck is that? I don't know anybody <laughs> that you're like naming. I know them when you tell me He's... who they are, but I don't know their names. He's the main guy from the show Justified. I don't know who you're talking about then. Never mind. Fair enough. He was in The Crazies. He was, I think it's age 47 in the Hitman movie. He was in Go. He was the drug dealer in Go. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen nothing that this man is in. (laughs) He's the anti-Kavanaugh. Justified is so awesome. He plays a kick-ass marshal, and he's just like a lawman, but I could see him being super lazy and awesome at it. He's also played a stoner, like stoner drug dealer. And I can see okay. him being able to steer with his toes. <laughs> what are your qualifications? It's on my fucking resume. I told my agent one day that's going to come in handy. And he said, take it off the resume. But I was like, no, I got to stand my ground on this one. I can steer with my toes. Good. I'm glad on the for you. Resume. You did it. Don't I'm what's his name? Lazy Luke. No, it's Timothy Elephant. I'm Timothy Elephant. Don't fucking who the fuck do you think you're with an O? To? That's spelled with an O, but still pronounced <laughs> Elephant. I'll find another agent. I'm fucking Lazy Luke. <laughs> who do you think you're fucking? Good job making a wacky racist too without me. I want twelve million now. All right, Peter Perfect. <laughs> Timothy Eleven. <laughs> After that performance, I'm bumping him up. <laughs> no, okay. What? What's his name? Um, Magic Mike. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. <laughs> yes, okay, yes, perfect. No, no, no need. The most boring man in Hollywood right now is just a 
chiseled jaw. We that's could all do, he is. We could do Tom Cruise as Peter Perfect, and he would probably think it was dope. He'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. The man is nothing more but a pretty mannequin. All right. Uh, Rufus, Rough Cut, and Sawtooth. Boy, big old lumberjack. John Goodman. John Goodman! Yes, totally. That'd be great. Um, Sawtooth never really talked, did he? No, we could just have Frank Walker do it or something. Use one of his old word clips. Hell yeah. No, we don't have to use a clip. We can get him in the studio. We have an unlimited <laughs> No, it's budget. cheaper this other way. <laughs> Spend all our money on John Goodman. <laughs> and Timothy Elephant. Yet, yeah, rounding out the voice casting, the narrator. You need somebody to do the narrator, right? Sure, yeah, we would definitely need a narrator. Morgan Freeman. Oh, okay, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Too easy. What about James Earl Jones? I believe he's dead. He's not dead. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, James Earl Jones is alive. I'm, I'm going to look this up right now. I just had this argument with someone the other day. <laughs> James Earl Jones is definitely still alive, Craig. Well, then what is he I'm in? not even going to look it up. What has he been in up? since? What has he been in? I don't know. He was in those commercials a couple years ago where he was like, Lisa updated her status. Oh, like, my God. You're right. That, those commercials were awesome. Yeah. I'm with sorry. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. He did Darth Vader's voice in um, Star Wars Rebels like a month ago. <laughs> oh, is that a new show? Yeah. Is it good? Wait, you haven't watched like any trailers or everything they released before it came out? I watched, which was a lot of clips. It's the there new Star one, Wars like, animated clip. series, right? It looks awesome, dude. It's, it takes place between episode three and episode four. It's oh, about so it's not out yet? It's out now. I need, to, I need to catch up on it. Okay. Can I check it out now? Yeah. Like right now? Yeah. The internet exists. It's on YouTube, right? No. No. Disney owns it. <laughs> right. I forgot. You have to play a premium for that. But I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Um, it, it's, it looks great. I guess what they did was they had an hour-long special... And then a couple weeks later, they re-aired that hour-long special on ABC with an extra scene inserted where James Earl Jones reprised the role of Darth Vader. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, Frank I Oz apologize. just did Frank Oz just did Yoda's voice in a couple episodes ago. I so apologize to James Earl Jones that I thought you were dead. Yeah, sure. He That's could be the narrator. Okay, Craig. Maybe he could be. Maybe maybe he could be better than uh, Morgan Freeman. They're equal. You and you just tonight, did a Morgan Freeman when you know James didn't. Earl Jones is going to appear in the clouds as you leave tonight and he'll be like, Craig, remember. I'm and he's going to show up as dead. Darth Vader. Remember, I'm not dead. I'm <laughs> like, Darth Vader's not dead? I'm not Darth Vader. I'm James Earl Jones. Mufasa? <sighs> yes, Mufasa, Craig. So, what were we talking about? <laughs> Wacky oh. races. So you guys may be wondering, which of these racers, though, did the best? Like, who was the best wacky racer? Well, there seems to be, like, a standard formula for scoring, like, race racers. Yeah, that's how uh, any kind of NASCAR Formula One, like, And other, not just NASCAR, but other things, too, yeah. All racing. You get a certain amount of points for every race. You get first place, second place, and third place. Have you ever played Mario Kart? It's the way that is in a cup. So it goes format. by the same, the same points. I mean, it, it's probably 
They could do whatever they want. But no, I mean, it's the same. It's yeah, the Mario, same theme. Idea. Mario Kart gives points to everyone, and uh, yeah, it's no, you points, you only get yeah. you. I think you only get points for uh, first, second, or third. And it's not as many points as you get for Mario Kart. Probably not. Speaking of which, before we get into this, I I wanted to say something, and I finally got the opportunity. Considering Mario Kart, think of it this way: Does, is Mario Kart basically like the new day wacky races? It's very yeah. similar, right? Yeah, I guess it is. Now, I challenge you, Nintendo, make a Mario Kart animated series and give Mario the love and decay. Kart? Basically like Wacky Races, but with Mario Kart characters, Nintendo characters. Dude, I would totally be down with that, but I would so much rather than make a Mario animated series again. Nowadays, it would be so much better than those older ones. I don't know. I want, I want Wacky Races before Mario... You got to do the Mario well, Wacky Races, and then you get the spinoff. It might happen. Wacky Races is apparently getting really big in Japan right now. Like, it only recently debuted there, and I, I guess people love Muttley. Please, 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 any Japan listeners, make this happen. Write to your companies or whatever that... <laughs> <laughs> write to Nintendo for us. Demand it in Japan, and then it'll eventually come to America, because that's what we do. Steal all that they, they do. After they do it first. So let's take a look at where all these racers placed and how well they did in the wacky races. Do you want to try to keep first a secret as long as we can? Sure. Let's, okay. let's, let's build up the to bottom, it. Then? Yeah, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Well, not yet. We're starting from the bottom now. Okay, so at the bottom, still at the bottom, always been at the bottom, zero points. Literally zero points. Drake. Never once. Drake. Drake dastardly. <laughs> Little did you know, actually, what they were related. You think, oh, yeah, <laughs> he started related. from the bottom. He had, you have to know somebody. He, he had, had someone who was already in the, yeah, he had help. Mustache twirling. Dick Dastardly, yeah. If Dick Dastardly was my uncle, I'm sure I'd be famous, too. But no, the real, the real wacky racer that came in last was Dick Dastardly. And his and dog, Muttley, Muttley. In the mean machine. Zero Russian, points Russian, Russian, all across Russian, the board. Russian, Russian, Russian. <laughs> Never once made the top three. It almost felt like he didn't care about winning as much as just trying to fuck up the other people and not let them win. Right? That was the problem. He did want to win, but he was way more focused on fucking everybody else over. He was way more focused on the fact that no one else would win. Next, coming in 10th place, Sergeant Blast and Private Meekly, the Uh, Army Surplus Special. Again, I'm surprised they won it all. They're using a tank. They've actually got first place three times. Which is second most. And they came in second once. And never third, so that's what screwed them over. They didn't get those yummy third place points. So they ended with only 33 points. Then there's Peter Perfect in the Turbo Terrific. I think this is kind of cool. Peter Perfect and the Army Dudes were kind of, I think, my least favorites. So it's kind of cool that they're... That they have the smallest amount of points. Yeah. I mean, the army dudes are a lot cooler than Peter Perfect, but as, you're gonna as like far as the army dudes go, more when uh when the movie comes out. Yeah. Oh yeah, if, if that was the fucking cast, Michael Sarah and uh, or no, not Michael Sarah. What's uh, what's his name? <laughs> DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls, and I, I still think that's this big fucking intimidating DJ. <laughs> <laughs> either that, he's either a big intimidating gangster DJ. Yeah, DJ Clue Clue. Or he's this small, like, emo bangs having dubstep DJ. <laughs> Yo, DJ Qual, Qual, Qual in the wah, house. Wow, wow, wow. 
Peter Perfect got first place four fucking times, but he got second place twice and third place twice, and he ended up with 56 points. Yeah, he just needed to place more. He was uh, too busy oogling Penelope, yet he got first place most amount of times. I think those were the ones where like he didn't see her at all. And coming in in eighth place is car number eight, the Arkansas Chugabug. Chugabug. With Lazy Luke and Blubber Bear. They got first place four times as well. Second place only once, but they got third four times. And they ended up with 58 points. You're telling me so far, Peter Perfect got ninth place and he's the number nine car. And Lazy Luke is the number eight car and he got eighth place. Yeah. That's pretty Mm, cool, right? Interesting. Coming in seventh place, the Converta car with Professor Pat Pending. Do we need to tell them, I guess, every time? No, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of pointless. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. They don't, care about the po- they don't care about the point system. So, yeah, Professor Pat Pending was next. Next up in sixth place, the Red Max. Who? In the Crimson Hay Baler. Who's that? Wait, there was a Red Baron? <laughs> Penelope Pit Stop came in at number five, and she was car number five. Oh, more foreshadowing. Foreshadowing? It's she not came, foreshadowing. Oh. She, number I guess, five. okay, because she's number five. and Okay. She would be the fifth by the end of the season. Yeah. And coming in at number four. Jack Black. Jack Black and who was? Big Show. The big, Jack Black <laughs> and the Big Show. What a partnership. <laughs> Jack Black can make it work, I bet you. I, I'm, I'm in, dude. I'm, I'm in to see this movie all the way. Uh, the gruesome twosome in the creepy coop, coming in at number three. Your favorite, my favorite, the Ant Hill Mob. They did pretty damn good, seventy four points. Yeah, they had uh, they tied for the most first place finishes too. Seven or oh, sorry, four times. So um, the Ant Hill Mob, Penelope Pitstop, Luke and Blubber Bear, and Peter Perfect all got first place four times, which yeah. was the most. But Penelope Pitstop and Ant Hill Mob did significantly better because they knew that they they actually placed in other places. Speaking of that, coming in at second, they got second place six times. The coolest, the coolest uh, car that there was. The Buzzwagon? Yeah. You think it was the coolest? Yeah. I mean, it had blades for wheels. What are you talking about? It was pretty it, cool. Course. But I don't know, man. The Creepy Coop, though. Creepy, okay, whatever. is you know, a witch house, whatever. Witch House on Wheels. But, I mean, come on. It didn't have blades for wheels. Then, at number one, your favorite, Craig. I picked winners. That's What can I say? That's all I do is pick what winners. What I do. That's why I gamble. <laughs> <laughs> they got second place eight Full times, circle. dude. They ended up with 87 points. Yeah. The Slag Brothers. A bunch of, uh, a bunch of second place finishes. Car number one came in number one. Yeah, they were always getting second, and that's what did it. Like Always, because they don't give up. They never surrender. Goes to show you, you don't have to get first place to be best. They did get first place, but you don't have to. Right. Well, they got first place the second amount of times, but yeah. I mean, everybody can't be the Slag Five, Brothers. Or was it four? Four other cars got first place uh, more times than they did, and they still did better. It's because they're like, love that second place. I'm a silver medal specialist. Hey. Second place ain't bad. It's not a it's not a bad place to be comfortable. You just might come out on top. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Can't believe we didn't do Ricky Bobby yet. Ricky Bobby? It was uh 
That was Talladega Nights, Will Ferrell. Oh, I haven't seen it. It had its moments. Second place is just the first loser. <laughs> well, then in 2006, a pilot was actually produced for Cartoon Network for a follow-up series entitled Wacky Races Forever. Yeah, uh, it didn't get picked up, did it? It didn't. Um, unfortunately, it looked kind of cool. I watched it. I don't think I liked it as much as you did, but it was clever. Uh, well, I'm not I like, feel like, oh my God, Craig, it was fucking awesome. But I feel like it, it definitely did right by the characters it used that were the same. What was confusing is that Dick Dastardly is the same age, and yet he's now battling uh, Peter Perfect's kids. Whatever. Okay, fine. I'm not getting into the logic and physics of wacky races. That seems to be a running theme here. But yeah, you mentioned that Penelope per- or Penelope Pitstop and Peter Perfect had married and created Perfect Industries, which was the corporate sponsor for the new wacky races. And the two apparent new main characters were their children, uh, Parker and Piper. Parker, Perfect, and Piper Perfect. Dick Dastardly and Muttley are back as the enemies, but they're working for somebody named Mr. Viceroy, who also works for Perfect Industries. Yeah, he's a spy. And also back are the Slag Brothers and Professor Pat Pending and a new version of the Gruesome Twosome. But uh, the Slag Brothers kind of seem like they have a new look. They almost look like hippies. Dude, I love their new car. It's it's a fuck it's like made from a triceratops skeleton. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that fucking that was cool. badass, dude. That was cool. I think it looked pretty cool. Like it would have had promise given the chance to develop and introduce more new wacky racers and some of the older ones yeah. that we like. I think I would rather see a Mario Kart uh TV show before the new wacky That would races. be pretty awesome. That would be pretty fucking awesome. Come on guys, get on it. I mean Time's a, a ticking. I'm a Mario fanboy, so I would love to see any new Mario animated series. I've been I've been really itching to do a Mario episode, something centered on something Mario soon. So That'd we're gonna cool. have to do that soon. Please, well, just one of the Mario's I've played. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Well, Craig, I guess it's it's about time that we can say the worst is over. You can have the best of me. So you're saying we this is the best got part? older. But we're still young. We never grew out of this feeling that we won't give up. You gotta like pause and then. I'm sorry, I didn't hear it yesterday. I heard it ten years ago. I was ago. just kidding. I was just like, that's the like. You're like, that shows that you're deep. I think uh... <laughs> if you like, if you like, on the last word, you're like that. We won't give. Up, do 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 do. Then you're like, oh, they're deep. Boy, they're, they, they they do. The only new thing that would make this deeper music. if it was acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that would make this deeper is if you kicked the fucking drummer and the bassist out of the room and unplugged <laughs> the guitar. <laughs> man, it worked for Man Who Sold the World. That was our wacky races episode. Thank you, Zach, for requesting it. It was yeah, a fucking awesome. I actually had a blast awesome. reliving it. Great match for the podcast. Great request. Uh, oh, you know that we didn't even mention this. I guess we didn't have to, but it was really cool. We were when, Actually, when we had gotten the request was right before uh, South Park did their Wacky Races version. Yes. It was so odd. I was like... 
talking, you know, to you when it aired, I was like, dude, we just got a request for this like last week. How weird is that? Like things sometimes are just in the air. Like he definitely requested it before, before. anyone knew that there was going to be wacky races on South Park. Right. Before and- Matt and Trey probably knew because they fucking probably came up with that the Monday before it aired. <laughs> but it, it wasn't so far before it that it was like, oh my God, we you know, we oh, yeah. didn't correlate it like that. Literally, it was, it was literally week probably the Thursday or Friday before the Wednesday that that aired. Yeah. So the show wasn't even done yet. <laughs> so that's an episode of Fairpoint. As usual, if you're looking for ways to support us or get in contact with us or anything, there's Go fund me. so many ways. There's our Kickstarter. Yep. No, we don't have a Kickstarter. We could. We're joking. We could. Well... I, I, I got that one. I'm trying to get to the moon, but that's my own personal. You look, only need $9.39 billion <laughs> more dollars. You have received $1. That was mine. <laughs> I donated donation. $1 to you. Oh, you shouldn't have told me that. I thought it was someone else. I'm sure you thought it was a Russian person. <laughs> look, Facebook, that's that's one of the best places to find us. You can like the page. Shows a lot of support. Um, you can also use it to contact us, and we keep up with it. So, like, you'll you'll hear back from us. Like, oh yeah. And you can also find us on YouTube. We're also trying to keep up with that. We just put up a new video last week. Hilarious! You're not as afraid as you were before. You watched this video. You'll see. <laughs> I like how you did that there. You could also go and follow us on Twitter at Fairpoint Pod. Uh, there's no harm in doing that. No harm at all. No harm at all. Except that they do kill four baby seals every time you subscribe to someone on Twitter. Okay. Deactivate <laughs> all your Twitter accounts now. We're not fooling around people. They're oh, no. serious. They kill seven when you deactivate an account. <laughs> okay. We could do this. Just leave it inactive. You don't have to deactivate it. Just forget it's there. Oh, no. For every day without a post, they kill 20. Why are anybody arresting these people? PETA! PETA! Where are you, PETA? Um, email us if, you, if you'd rather get a hold of us the old-fashioned way. Because that's the old-fashioned <laughs> the way old now. The old-fashioned way. Snail mail is now email. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me. I, uh, I mail out packages quite frequently for my work. And the USPS is snail mail. Yeah. Still. 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 I was still. (laughs) Fairpoint podcast at yahoo.com. We're also on Tumblr. We're on SoundCloud. Um, You can find the podcast on Podbay, on iTunes, on podcastdirectory.com. Gawker, Stitcher? No, not yet. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Let's try to make that happen. (laughs) Somebody make that happen. Because we're too lazy to do it. Wherever you can find us, um, please help us out. Give us a rating or a review or a comment or a subscribe or even just a message letting us know what you like or don't like about the show or send us a request because listener appreciation doesn't end at the end of January. I love reading uh, reviews. It fuels me. I feed on reviews. Nom, 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 nom. Hmm. Positive. So that's where they're all going. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie. 
All right, so we're ready to close out, right? Nope. See, I was thinking you mentioned earlier uh, that we could bring back recommendations. I didn't say that. You, I'm most certain that you did. <laughs> I didn't say that. I am like 80% certain that you did. Anyways, I was thinking that since this is Fan Appreciation Month, you guys suggested that we do some topics for you. Now, why don't we suggest a few things for you to check out? Okay. You've hooked me. We can kind of, uh, you know, it's you know, it's been a while. At first, I didn't really like recommendations. I felt like it was a little like, yeah, we don't need to be telling people what music they need to listen to. And well, who the fuck do we think we are? Hipsters? Like, uh, but, Well, you're promoting something for somebody else. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm digging it. We're better. You know, I think we just weren't as good at podcasting then as we are now. Now we're fucking... We're we're stars in the fucking we're world of podcasting. Fucking we're experts. Fabulous. We're fabulous. We've never been fabuluser. More fabulous. Fabuluser. Sure. So yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. I'm I've always got shit to recommend to people. Always. For one, brush your teeth. It's a good oh, healthy. Take habit. your vitamins, say your prayers, and you could you too could be a hulkster. <laughs> or a podcaster. Or a Podcaster. Really, you could probably podcast without doing any of those things. Yeah, you don't really need to take your vitamins to podcast. Or Brushing your pray. teeth, like in the immediateness, isn't that important because people aren't going to smell your breath over the podcast. You can talk to them all you want in the privacy. You'll of your eventually own home. meet people, though. But eventually, your teeth will rot out, and then you won't be oh. able to speak as a profession. See, I was thinking, then you'll blow up, and you'll go and do cons, and you'll meet people, and then no, you'll be like, "You're your a podcaster, Craig." No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> a boy can dream. <laughs> All right, Craig. Well, what do you want to recommend to me and our listeners? I actually want to recommend something that's about 10 years old. Okay. Uh, I didn't know it existed at the time. It is thanks to Netflix. It was brought to my attention, and my girlfriend loved this show uh, when she was younger, X-Men Evolution. I never watched it. I know what it is. There is a season on Netflix, and that's the perfect way to check it out. And if you like it, try to find... You know, the other seasons, there's four seasons, but only one's on Netflix. Okay. Excellent show, though. Really? Excellent show. Best portrayal of Gambit. Oh, hint, hint, future uh, possibility for... I never watched it. I always got the idea it was kind of like that, like when they made that extreme Looney Tunes, where like the Looney Tunes were X-Men and shit. Like, I always got this feeling... I don't know what you're talking about. I always got this feeling that it was like extreme X-Men. Oh, but it wasn't. I I don't remember it very well. I remember vague. They had kind of darker blue and black costumes and stuff, right? Yeah, Yeah. what it did was it made them... They kind of like went with most of them being in high school. Like, Storm, Professor X, and Wolverine, and Beast were like running the school for the mutants. Okay. And uh, like Cyclops and Jean Grey were in... Like the adult class, they were the they were the oldest. Okay, and they ended up becoming like the mentors and the first official X Men. And uh, after that, you know, they have the younger ones. They eventually brought in Rogue. They brought uh, Nightcrawler, uh, Shadowcat. You had Iceman, and then eventually, like season three, season four, they even kept bringing in more. So they had like Cannonball, Berserker, Magma. Uh, okay, it 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 treated all the characters well. And their the Brotherhood was like the rival school, you know, Avalanche, and uh, uh, you had Quicksilver, Toad, uh, Avalanche, Boom Boom. Okay. Eventually, Wanda. Wanda, as in as in Scarlet Witch. Yes, uh, Quicksilver's sister. Okay. Yeah, they're both kids to Magneto. 
Yeah. Uh, Mystique is in it. She's like, I'm not even going to get into it. You know, it's, it's just really good. Check it out. You already did. <laughs> no, no, no. Eventually you get to meet, you know, Gambit and Colossus. And that's really cool. <coughs> Pyro, one of my favorite characters from the show. You're still getting show. into it. <laughs> okay. Give it a whirl. It has a lot of, a lot of X-Men characters Word. and it treats, <clears throat> it treats the source material very well. Okay. It's good cool, to cool. it. I like, I guess I've got a recommendation. I recently ordered a new book. It's not that new, I guess. It's probably a year, maybe two years old. Oh, was that the piece of wood you got in the mail today? No. <laughs> long story short. Yeah, long story I'm not getting into. <laughs> it hasn't even been figured out yet, so it'll be pointless. It's still a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> you just got a piece of wood in the mail. Said, sorry, we're closed. <laughs> um, I ordered a book. Good thing it wasn't just asbestos. On fangamer.com. It's a great site where you can order shit made by video game fans. and Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, hats, clothing, you know. like So, like, basically goods. designs from DeviantArt. All sorts of stuff. And Prints, stuff. yeah. Like, I, uh, I ordered a book written by one of my favorite YouTubers. So, you bought a fanfic book? No, 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 no. It's not fanfic. It's a book called Super Mario Brothers 3 Brick by Brick. And it's written by Bob Shipman, who you might know from his videos on The Escapist on YouTube. He does the big picture. He also does escape, Escapist movies or something. I feel so bad that I'm like one of those jerks when I'm trying to talk about it's Blockbuster cool. Buster to people. No, it's cool. Check it out. Um, the I, Escapist? I frequently disagree with him. But I love his videos. I love his work. And this book is fucking awesome. It's kind of what I always wanted. Like, he is completely exploring, critiquing, reviewing, analyzing every facet of Super Mario Bros. 3. Every enemy, every music track, every everything. Really? Scrupulously. The cultural impact, the history, the aesthetics of it, the... Everything, man. And he's, he, I guess his major profession it was as a film critic. So he's like, there are entire books dedicated to analyzing a movie frame by frame. But video game criticism and, you know, like being a video game critic is generally very specific. You're either, you either make jokes and you do like funny videos or you write technical reviews about like the make aspects serious, of the gaming. Yeah. Or you're into the storyline and this, but there's no like, there's nobody that really. Or you're is just trying to completely, complete it, complete it, and achievement hunt it. Yeah, you know, there's all these different. It's because video games are different than movies. Not only does it have to be reviewed as a aesthetic piece and and uh, you know critical like piece like how, but also performance as a story but yeah uh, as like almost like a gameplay uh, device yeah. does this device work does right. it function well software so he gets into that and the book i i've only just begun it i'm uh, about into the second chapter i believe but it's great i'm really looking forward to reading the rest of it and i think you guys would enjoy it so you should check it out check out his youtube too check if you out haven't. the book brick by brick the complete SMB three brick by brick. Check it out. And the escapist. I guess that's our fucking fair point for this week. Um, 
Next was it week, as wacky as you thought it would be? It was wackier than my wildest, wackiest dreams. It no, was it wild, it wet, and wacky. <laughs> it was wild, wet, and wacky, baby. I'm whimpering. <laughs> Next week. This week, we did the wackiest racers to ever wheel their, whirl their wheels in the wacky races. Keep up, man. Next week... We're doing the wackiest watchmen to ever be watched in the weird whirlpool of women. I don't know. Yeah. Next week. Alliteration is hard. Watchmen next week. Seriously, though, you know how hard it was for me to write all that alliteration for our our guys? (laughs) Dude, that was dope. (laughs) I loved it. But next week, James, we took your request. We're doing Watchmen. Thanks, James. Uh, You're making it easy for us almost because we probably would have done a Watchmen episode anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm currently in the middle of rereading the comic. And awesome. we're going to do an awesome Watchmen episode next but week. thank you for requesting it because that kind of bumped it up to now instead of like a year from now. What he actually requested was either Watchmen or Chuck Palahniuk. And oh, because we're gonna get we're gonna get to Chuck Palahniuk too. Yes, I just need to read a few more Chuck Palahniuk books before Me too. we get there. He's one of the authors that I've been meaning to catch up on. Holy so. crap! We actually we could probably bring my girlfriend on for that one because she's a really? huge Chuck Palahniuk fan. She's forcing his books down my throat right now as we speak, which isn't a bad thing. It's just I got so much shit in my queue, dude. I had absolutely no idea. That's awesome. Well, catch us here again next week from the secret room. I'm Crispy Craig Lewis. And I'm Nathan Kay. Still nothing. In your wackiest dreams, racers. Talk to you next time.